Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the NSPS. My name is Tim Birch. I'm president-elect of NSPS and my guest today uh, is a very distinguished guest, uh, and I say that because she's a former director uh, from the great state of Wisconsin uh, for NSPS, and uh, just an all-around good person as well, and I at least get to see her smile on the other end. That's good. Uh, I'd like to welcome Emily Pierce. Uh, she has recently taken a job with one of our sustaining members, Bernston International. Uh, we'll get to talk about a few of the things Bernston's going on, but I guess first and foremost, Emily, you and I have known each other for quite a while, but I don't know that I know your story of how you got into surveying. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, it's it's kind of a funny start, actually. And, and I say that because there's probably a lot of surveyors that have an interesting start to surveying too. So um, ultimately it came down to, that was the only course at the local tech college that was offered in geography. <laughs> and, and, and I say that because, so I started after high school, I started college um, at a local university, four-year university, and I was majoring of all things in music. Uh, but, I, you know, you have to take your general ed courses, you have to, you know, do all the uh, fun extracurriculars and stuff like that. and. Uh, I got into a geography class that I really, really liked. And I, I realized early on that music, although I love music and it's near and dear to my heart, uh, was not the path that I was gonna follow. Um, and I ended up quitting school and moving back home and kind of just re reinterpreting my life a little bit. Um, and I, I kept circling back to that geography class and circling back to how much I enjoyed it um, I remember as a little girl doing road trips with the family and uh, studying the maps, you know, studying the, the, the road maps as we were going along the way. And I remember explaining to my mom, oh yeah, the next wayside is in 15 miles or the next exit is in 24 miles. And I, I, I remember how much I enjoyed that and I remembered how much I enjoyed the geography class. And so I started looking at going back to school and, and what was available for me nearby. And that was the only, the only uh, course that was, or the only uh, program that was available um, at our closest tech school. So I said, well, I'll try it. Um, I was absolutely naive. I was uh, absolutely the poster child of, oh yeah, those are those guys on the side of the highway taking pictures. That was me. And so um, I learned really quick that that's not what was happening, um, but I certainly fell in love with it um, and uh, enjoyed 
just the the journey that I've been on that that serving has given me. So. Well, and what a journey it has been so far. Uh, and I guess we're knowing a little bit of your background and where you start you started in early uh, serving. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into being a county surveyor? <laughs> well, um, I my first job out of college, well, my first job as I was in college um, was not the best situation. Um, I worked for a, a private individual um, and, and I realized early on that, that this was not uh, where I wanted to be. Um, and so I was looking uh, for a new job and there was a, a tech position that was open at a county that was just a county away from me. It's not, not too far. Um, and so I applied for it and uh, eventually got the position. Uh, so I got hired on as a survey tech uh, working under the county surveyor. And then during that time frame was when I went through and um, got my license and I worked under the county surveyor for about seven years before uh, he retired. And when he retired, um, I stepped into his position. Very nice. So I served, I served as county surveyor for five years before entering into the the private, the private side world. of serving. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that kind of leads me into another question for you. Um, you having been on the, the public and the private side of surveying, you know, unfortunately, all of the buzz lately has been diversity. And we've got to become more diverse in a lot of fields. And, you know, and surveying obviously is one that's been uh, predominantly ma males for forever. Um, but here along comes Emily Pierce. She jumps into the surveying world. Uh, I guess from the, from working in both the, both sectors, public and private, how's that been, uh, in your experience and what, what, it, it's going to maybe sound like a strange question, but how does a, how does being a female surveyor give you an advantage over us guys? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it gives us an advantage or not. <laughs> But I, I can tell you a little bit about how I kind of, you know, came to where I am now. So um, it, when I when I decided to uh, go back to school and when I decided to enter into the surveying field, um, initially there was some backlash. Um, I had one person in particular who uh, was very adamant that he didn't feel that I could make it that I wasn't physically strong enough. Um, you know, he had a, a laundry list of, of things that would uh, challenge me along the way. And not to say that he was wrong, but it added fuel to the fire a little bit. So to me, it was the motivation that I needed to show him that, uh, that that I could that I could make it and that I could be successful and I could I could handle it physically and I could handle it mentally. Um, it was the fuel I needed to uh, get me through college, uh, graduating with a 4.0, um, and it was also the fuel that helped me understand that maybe I did need to work a little bit harder. Maybe I did need to. Uh, be kind of a super minority in the sense that 
okay, because I'm the super minority, I'm going to need to work that much harder um, to, to, to make it, to be successful and to, um, to be involved also with, with my organization, with the state organization, with the national organization um, and have a voice. Sure. Well, the reason I ask you about uh, coming at it from a different, different perspective as a female um, I got to be honest with you. I've got I've got uh, four females in my office, two uh, two licensed land surveyors, uh, a, an SIT, and a survey tech. And their answer to me often is that I don't know. That's just the way I'm looking at things. But whenever I come across a problem with a survey, I usually go to them first because of. And I don't know if it's the left brain, right brain, uh, Mars and Venus thing, but uh, there's a often a lot of times that uh, for whatever it is, biological or whatever, the female perspective, it gives me a different different view on a survey and solving a boundary issue sometimes. And um, I guess that's 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 been my perspective. But to ask them as well, they're like, it's just the way I look at it. So <laughs> not really any different necessary perspective, but uh, just, just the way that it goes. So I was curious if you'd had any of those uh, in, in instances as well. But, uh, well I, I think to kind of stem a little bit off of that, I, I think it's an understanding that we we've experienced life differently. Um, and and anybody who is comes from a minority has experienced life differently. And so we have different experiences and different history that we can and do use today to make decisions. So getting a different perspective, I think, is always wonderful. Um, it, you may not always agree with it, um, but it, it's certainly a, another point that you should at least consider. Um, and that's why I think it, diversity is important in the surveying profession and in all professions in life in general. So That's exactly it. And I guess one of my favorite uh, sayings now as of late, just talking to different people from different walks of life is try, trying to view the world and your profession through different lenses and that... Mm -hmm. uh, I get up every day and know what I know that I, I can't expect to get up and know what you know, but to listen to what you know and uh, how to how to uh, and actually listen to what somebody says and uh, learn to respect it uh, is is a big deal. And I think serving could use a little bit of that, uh, a lot of bit of that. So no, that's that's good. I appreciate your your honesty in that respect. Um, sure. And I guess that then leads me into. Uh, Going into your your uh, interest in the association stuff, especially at the the state and the national level, what motivated you to get involved, uh, basically extracurricular within your profession? Well, um, I, so, so uh, I've had two major mentors in my life in my profession. And the first one was uh, Chet Novacek. He was the county surveyor that I worked under for seven years. Um, he helped me kind of in the infancy of my career to understand that I did need to get involved. You know, he always pushed me to get involved. And even if it was small, it could still make an impact. So, you know, I started getting involved at the local chapter in our area of surveyors. And then I eventually got onto a committee. Um, and so through that work and just 
always having his voice in the back of my head saying, you know, get involved, do something, you know, so that, that helped start me, you know, with getting involved. The other mentor that I have, and, and this is probably a little bit more obvious, but it is Lisa Van Horn. And Lisa's always been behind me also supporting me in saying that if you have something to say, if you have a voice, speak it, you know, if you have beliefs, stand behind them. And whether it be preaching it from a soapbox or standing in the back of the corner, say something. Um, so they've, they've made a big impact on my career. Um, and, and so I, I had, I had the luxury of also having time on my hands as well. So, you know, I did have the time to invest. It does take time and, and, you know, in a volunteer organization, um, it sometimes takes a lot of time, but, um, but I think it's important when you do uh, have uh, an opinion, a strong opinion to stand up and, and say something. So. Oh, very good. Well, I, uh, didn't don't have the uh, the pleasure of knowing the the county surveyor, but I do know uh, Miss Van Horn, and she is uh, she is a dynamo, and that was a good uh, uh, good horse to hit your wagon to on a lot of things, especially. <laughs> and, and I know you accomplished a lot uh, in in your time with uh, WSLS, and then uh, in the couple of terms you spent as the director of Wisconsin, uh, I I know we still have repercussions of uh, your involvement uh, and what you pushed as far as workforce development and basically showing what, uh, what can get done when, when volunteers actually put their minds to it. So uh, I'd like to thank you for that as well. Uh, all right. Well, I guess the next question I have then is you're plugging along your, your, your miss surveyor, you're out doing surveys, you're out doing these things. And then all of a sudden Bernston comes calling that I hear. And, uh, how did you make the jump to Bernston? Because I, and I'll be honest with you, I am a huge fan of Bernston and all of their work, uh, all of their products. Um, it's not, I mean, yes, they are a sustaining member of NSPS, but I've used their stuff uh, for literally decades. Um, how did you get involved with them? Great question. Uh, so where to start? So I, I like you, have been a, a user of Bernston products for many, many years stemming back from my involvement at the county and then um, in my in my private profession as well. Um, I, I think Bernson is doing amazing things with uh, supporting uh, the profession itself. Um, you know, not only their memberships and their sponsorships, but the amount that they're investing in the future of surveying in the sense of scholarships um, is amazing, and I love to see that taking place. I myself was a scholarship winner, not from Bernson, but from the Wisconsin Society's Foundation uh, a few years ago. I won't, I won't date myself here, <laughs> but um, but I remember what that meant to me at the time. I remember how much it helped me out to finish my schooling, um, and seeing that investment that they're making in the future of this of the surveying profession. I think is an amazing thing. On top of that, um, they've been in the process of launching their InfraMarker solution, um, which is kind of this, 
if you say futuristic, it's I don't know if it's really futuristic, um, but the, this this idea of a smart marker and what a smart marker looks like, and they've they've been involved and in, now have um, you know nailed down integration with GIS with the Esri platform. Um, so they're they're doing amazing things, and and this is all coming out. This is all really new and really fresh, so it's exciting. Um, I missed not actually surveying anymore. <laughs> um, so that is the one thing that I missed because I, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm more on the business development side of things nowadays. But um, but the the company is great. The people there are wonderful. Um, they focus on quality. Uh, versus, you know, you know how many how many widgets can you get out in you know x amount of days kind of thing. So, um, just just overall the company message and the and what they stand behind um, is something that I truly believe in and 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 hits with my core values. Very nice. Well, and I guess talking about monuments and then I'm going to jump back just a little bit. Um, you were involved in a very special project up in Marathon County. Was that the? Yep. That was the. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that project that uh, that you helped spearhead? Well, I was involved with it very early on. Um, back when I was a technician in Marathon County, um, it, it came to our attention that the 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 monument, the physical monument that was actually out there and in place, was more of a replication of the intersection of the 45th and 90th uh, latitude longitude. And uh, so we actually did some initial field work on it. Uh, we we located it, located the, you know, the current monument, located where it needed to be, found out that uh, it was a great representation, um, but it was built where it was built because of convenience. Um, it was on the side of the road. There was a little parking area there. But in reality, the the actual physical location was about a thousand feet into this cornfield. Um, <laughs> and at the time when I was involved, uh, it was just not feasible to to put it in its correct location without like, you know, really digging down deep and 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 not being able to get people there and see it. Uh, so, so I was I was involved early on. Um, later on, uh, after I, I went into the private side, um, the the county surveyor that came in after me really did a major uh, out outreach campaign uh, with with figuring out how can we make this happen. So he got the landowner involved. He got the parks department involved. He got some other community outreach involved, and they found funding and all sorts of different things to basically make this beautiful, beautiful trail um, that leads right up to the the correct location of the monument. Uh, Bernson actually was involved at that point then too. Uh, they, right. you know, were the ones that made the monument itself. And now it's a beautiful park-like um, experience where you can go and visit, um, you know, where that physically is. There's there's only four places in the world where this actually takes place, and two of them are in the middle of an ocean. Right. And <laughs> the other one, the third one, is on some mountain range somewhere that's not really easily accessible. So 
it was pretty excited that this was so close by um, and that we could successfully uh, be able to uh, build this. Well, I think it's really cool. It's, you know, it's not, it, it's going back to what you said, you know, growing up, the love of geography and uh, map making map in following maps, you know, for some, for some youngsters that are doing that, I mean, it's a neat kind of thing. It's not just a roadside world's largest ball of string. It's uh, it's a geographical, like you said, one of four that you, uh, that really the only one you can get to. Uh, it's it's kind of neat, especially now in this age of uh, GPS, G GNSS and, uh, and geolocations, it's kind of a cool thing. And uh, I'm glad you got the thing originally started and I'm glad they came to fruition and got it done. Um, and once again, yeah, Bernston was there to, to really help make this thing good. So we know Bernston with their monuments and, uh, and, 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 and various markers. What is new at, at Bernston? You talk about the RFID stuff and the smart marker stuff. What else is going on? I know you just got back from, from being involved in Esri at the user conference. What's going on at Bernston? So to talk a little bit more about our InfraMarker solution. So we have incorporated radio frequency identification into our smart markers. We have a line of markers that are for underground uh, as well as those for surf surface. Um, they work well specifically for asset management. So um, anybody who's doing inspections on catch basins or manhole covers or hydrants, uh, it, it works great for underground pipelines, fiber optics, that sort of thing. And we have a standalone software solution that goes along with it. So when you scan the tag itself, um, there's uh, a map that's incorporated into it. So you can use the map to walk directly up to that location. It's fully integrated with GIS uh, and then when you do perform the scan, it returns the uh, the asset information for that specific asset. You can fill in fields, do your inspections, move on to the next asset. The, the cool thing that's just happened real recently is we've been able to integrate specifically with ArcGIS. So, um, so we have a, a web widget that we've, we've incorporated uh, with uh, coding and all sorts of stuff that is way beyond my comprehension, <laughs> but um, but uh, it, it helps with building web applications specifically for this. So you have your database already in ArcGIS. Uh, you can take ArcGIS now out in the field with you. It, it is fully integrated with doing the scan and populating the information that you need. Uh, we do also have integration now with uh, Survey123, which is also another uh, nice. Esri tool. Um, and we're currently working on Collector and their new field maps. So nice. um, look for that coming out in the next few months. So <laughs> lots well, of exciting things. What I like about it, and, and I'm starting to talk to more and more surveyors that are at least getting interested, uh, the whole concept of uh, the term digital twin and uh, a lot of you say that to a lot of surveyors, and they look at you like you're you're goofy. But uh, now that we have the processing power and the the storage capacity, it's all of this data that we're saving, uh, basically replicating uh, all of the improvements, all the properties, everything, uh, and creating a, a digital model of 
everything that's out there. And uh, I only see that these markers can only enhance by adding more than just a physical location of something. It's like you said, it's all this embedded data that goes along with it. And I, I assume that's part of what uh, Bernstein has in mind in, in, in uh, joining up with Esri with some of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other side of it, too, that we've really focused on is not trying to disrupt current workflows. So, you know, people already have their workflows in place. We don't want to disrupt that. We don't want to tell you, hey, here's this whole new product. Oh, but you got to do it all differently than you do it now. Right. We want you to be able to really take this and see uh, the enhancements with being able to do faster field inspections, uh, more accurate. You know, you, now you know you're right at the exact spot doing your inspection versus, um, you know, guessing if you're supposed to be at that catch basin or that catch basin. Right. Um, and and being able to fully integrate it into the into their current um, database. No, that's that's great. And I think as you know, technology goes along. Um, I think it's just, yeah, this type of uh, type of system is really going to going to add to it and enhance. Um, it's it's really amazing to me that you know it. Uh, we kid about surveyors being kind of stuck in their ways, and uh, I I really feel like we're on the we're really kind of on the edge of of turning the corner into really embracing the technology um, with GPS, and uh, hopefully we get uh, Legato to go away to where we don't have that issue. But uh, uh, there's just so much more that the surveyor can do, and it's not just uh, go out and doing lot surveys. It's a lot of data collections, a lot of asset, uh, basically recreation. And, uh, and I th only think that you're, uh, what you're doing at Bernstein is really helping us, uh, enhance all of that. Yeah. I, one thing we've looked at too, is how to keep things as simple as possible. So we want to be able to provide you another tool in your toolbox, but you know, we also want you to be able to use the tools that you already have as well. So this is fully integratable with, you know, Android, iOS, Windows tablets. You've you already got your phone out in the field with you already. Um, and also it can be Bluetooth as well to your GNSS receivers. So you can get uh, good survey accurate locations on, on these points while you're out in the field. Uh, so really the only thing you need is the RFID reader and that, you know, we're, we're exploring, you know, how to best uh, fit that in. But right now we've got a nice little trigger uh, function that, you know, you can hop right onto your tool belt um, and or, or wrist, uh, wrist readers, ankle readers, all sorts of different things, finger readers. So nice. um, we're, we're trying to keep the impact as minimal as, as we can on changes. Well, and I... I can only say that I, I as, as a fellow surveyor, I appreciate the knowledge that you're bringing to that market. And, you know, it's one thing to, like, you know, like we've said that uh, you can, you can reinvent the wheel with something else, but uh, the fact that uh, Bernstein has employed a, 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 a real live surveyor to go out and actually uh, know how to do this stuff, um, how it would be done typically and, and make it work with, uh, tech, marrying that technology with the old surveyors, um, I, I do appreciate that. So I'm glad to see them go that way. 
That's um, my role. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. And, that's uh, my role. Yeah, I I'm not your typical salesperson. I don't have a background in that. <laughs> um, but that's that's my role is to to give real live feedback on on what a what a surveyor you know how how a surveyor would go about things. Um, you know the we're looking in the future at um, what sort of other products we can integrate, what other products we might drop, um, those sorts of things. And those are on my plate in the sense that I get to be the one to figure out what's useful and what's not. So Very nice. Well, I have a couple of quick wrap-up questions for you. Um, the, the one big thing that I would like to ask is, I guess looking back over your career now and ex all that you've experienced, uh, which is pretty vast and uh, quite varied, which is very nice. Uh, if you were going to give a piece of advice to either your high school self or uh, any young, it could be male or female high schooler that are that's looking towards the future and possibly looking at surveying, what piece of advice would you give them on uh, on pursuing it? Well, I think that it's a great profession that offers a ton of diversity in the sense that you get to be an archaeologist one day. You get to be a, uh, not an attorney in a sense, but you get to be able to review legal things. You get to be able to be involved in that process. You get to be able to understand, uh, you know, deeds and and land descriptions you you get to play outside every once in a while you also get to play with some really fun toys and and they're not toys i mean but they're they're fun you, yes you, know, they you are. get they're to toys. be <laughs> you get to be involved with uh the computer side of things you know uh the data analysis um it's just it's so vast and it's so um widespread all the all the different things you get to do um, so if anybody is excited in doing something like that, this certain sur surveying is certainly um, a great field to get into. Very nice. Uh, trying to think, um, what's next for Emily? What's what's uh, <laughs> what what's uh, where's uh, the where's the surveying and uh, marker uh, business going to take her next? Oh, great question. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that things are really exciting right now. Um, I get to try something new now. Um, so this is different for me. It's, it's been a learning curve. Uh, but, uh, as one of my strengths, uh, I, I am a learner. I love to learn about new things. Um, and so I'm excited, uh, for the future. I don't know what it's going to bring. <laughs> um, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know what I'm even having for dinner tonight. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited. It's it's uh, the future looks bright. Well, good. Well, good. Well, that's Miss Emily Pierce, uh, Wisconsin surveyor. I'm not sure. Are you licensed in any other state than Wisconsin, or just Wisconsin? Unfortunately, for now? I'm not. Um, but I I am. I did uh, go through the the CFEBS. Uh, oh, that's program. right. You are a so CFED. That, that, yeah, that, that kicks any other state licenses rear end. <laughs> I, I've heard people that have gone through that, and obviously you have, and uh, that's, a, that's a very thorough uh, test and uh, test of your knowledge and a test to take. So uh, 
that that's very good. Well, this is like I said, this is Miss Emily Pierce from uh, Wisconsin, as we like to kid them up there, and uh, uh, now representing Bernston and a lot of their stuff that's going on. One of our sustaining members here at NSPS, um, and a hell of a role model, Miss Emily. I gotta say that. Uh, oh. Thank I've, you, Tim. I've been a, I've I've appreciated everything you've done uh, from the day I met you, and uh, it's been uh, it's been an honor to watch uh, your career grow, grow and continue to grow. So, uh, uh, for those who need something out there from uh, uh, in the marker industry, um, she's your person. Let's uh, reach out to Bernston and get a hold of her and see what she can do for you. So, uh, any parting thoughts? Any last uh, last uh, words of wisdom? Well, I just want to say thanks to you. Uh, this has been really exciting, really fun, um, interesting. I've never done a podcast before, so this is this is exciting. Um, but just uh, to any surveyors that are out there, uh, just get involved with your local communities. Uh, tell people what you do. A lot of people don't understand what we do, and so tell people what you do. Share your experiences. Share surveying. Um, if it means going to a school, to a classroom, and talking to some kids, um, career days are fun. Uh, but get out there, spread the word, tell people what we do, um, and uh, that that's only going to benefit us in the future. You are wise beyond your years, Miss Miss Emily. I appreciate <laughs> that. So, all right. Well, you know what? Why don't we try to do this again down the road after you've got a few more a few more uh, days under under your feet, and uh, we'll see what uh, other new things are down the line. So um, we'll do this again sometime. I'd absolutely love it. All right. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.